Welcome to the Grow Through International Expansion podcast. I'm Oliver Dowson. Let me be your guide as to how businesses, all kinds of businesses, small and large, can grow, solve their business problems, increase their profits, and grow their value. In these podcasts, we talk to all sorts of interesting people that bring their skills, experience, and insights to all aspects of international expansion. I hope you like these podcasts. If you do, subscribe and keep listening every week. We love comments too. And do share and tell others and check out our resources on our growinternational.org website. When you're planning international expansion, deciding on the country isn't enough. Next, you'll need to choose a city or a region. And there are a lot of reasons to consider. And in the bigger countries, a lot of alternatives to think about. Obviously, your priorities will depend upon what sort of business you're in and what you want to achieve in the country you're expanding to. But the fundamentals are almost always the same. Costs, of course, are always critical. And you'll know from your own home country, life experience, that salaries and property costs vary widely from one place to another. The same is true in every country. And in many countries, there are local tax rates, not just on property, but wages and services too. And that can be a big variable to think about. The location, of course, needs to be accessible from your home base. There are plenty of reasons why you'll want your teams to be able to travel between locations, both directions. And other reasons take priority. You'll not want to choose somewhere that involves hours of land travel or where there's little or no public transport. If you're setting up a sales office or another type of operation where there'll be a need for a lot of domestic or regional travel, you'll need to be centrally located, of course, and near a good transport hub. If you're going to be manufacturing, you'll need to be convenient to your supply chain. If you're in a service industry, you might need to be in the capital or even in an impressive location there. A key concern always, of course, is also staffing. Can you hire the quality of people, perhaps the quantity of people that you'll need? And then, of course, there's premises. Can you rent or acquire what you need at a reasonable cost? Is there scope to expand when the business really lifts off? There's an awful lot to think about before you can get started. And a lot of choice. Just like every country wants to attract inward investment in the form of your business, so do individual cities and regions. What drives them could be as simple as wanting generic growth in their regional wealth. Others need to try to resolve local issues, such as high unemployment, by attracting new companies to their region. To encourage businesses, many offer incentives. They can range from tax breaks to cheaper land. There were several cities and regions exhibiting at Going Global when I went there the other month. And in this podcast, I'm featuring some conversations that I had with representatives of three of them. Between them, they illustrate all these points. The first two are both in Spain, but they're very different. First is La Carolina, a small city and region in the province of Jaén in southern Spain. It's unlikely you'll have heard of it or been there. The town itself has a population of less than 20,000. So to attract new companies, they really do need to get themselves noticed. Primarily, they're looking for new industry to solve their unemployment situation. Here's Manuel Mondaja from La Carolina talking about it. So I'm with Manuel Mondajar of La Carolina, 
La Carolina is not a nice girl, but a place in Spain, right? Yes, it's true. It's not, it's not a girl. It's just a small city located in the north of Andalusia. And uh, that we are the city council uh, of La Carolina. And we want to promote or we want to, to sell uh, the benefits of to invest in La Carolina. What sorts of businesses are you looking for to invest? In fact, we have no a real business or a real sector to bet for him. In our city, we have different sectors. Chemical sector, electronic sector, automotive sector. So for us, we are able to get any investment of the different sector, but in the industrial area. Industrial area. In so it's primarily industrial. Yes, industrial is the our first target. Yes. Basically, any kind of manufacturing, or are you specific sectors of manufacturing? Not necessarily any specific sector. Uh, obviously, we are uh, we have a strong point. Uh, uh, we are stronger in automotive sector, but we are able to to receive other different sectors. So, okay. in fact, as you can see, we have here. Uh, automotive, uh, communications, or electronic, um, aeronautics. So we're able to, to get it. So there's quite a big select, quite a big group of different companies already there. How big is La Carolina? Oh, La Carolina has a population about 16,000 uh, people. Okay. Yes. So it's a relatively small place. This is a small place, but we live near. We live near. Uh, close to Granada, to big cities. Jaén is at 25 minutes. Granada is about one hour. Cordoba is about one hour by car, traveling okay. by car, or Madrid two hours thirty by car. Okay. And are there any investments incentives? Yes. Uh, for instance, all the local uh, taxes are reduced up to 95 percent. Any company that decide to invest in La Carolina yeah. only have to pay the five percent of the total tax. Okay. Okay. Uh, another, another uh, support is any company, industrial company that decide to, in, to invest in La Carolina can get up to the forty-five percent of the total investment for free. And if any company decide to get uh, employers about we talk about 15 or more people working for your company, mm -hmm. you only have to pay 40% of the global uh, global payment to the, to, the government, to the government for the next three years. So if you decide 15 people, you only pay the 40% the next three years of the social cost. Yeah, that's pretty attractive. It's very attractive, yes. Even, even we have another Another strong point is our rental and purchasing price. We have a for rental, we have about between between 80 cents to one euro meter square for renting and 130, 130 euro for purchasing meter square. Uh, if you decide to purchase a building, finish it, finish it. Okay. So we have many advantage in comparison to other cities or to other locations, yes. Excellent. Manuel, thank you for telling me about it. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
As a total contrast, let's move on to Barcelona. You'll definitely have heard of that. Despite, though, being a huge city and urban region where hundreds of large and small businesses have already set up, they're still anxious to attract more. There's perhaps a political motive here too. Barcelona may be Spain's second city, but it's the capital of the autonomous region of Catalonia. And as you'll probably be aware from news reports over the last 18 months or so, There's a very strong independence movement there. While I'm not going to get involved in politics in this podcast, but it does bring up another interesting consideration for companies who are looking to set up new or international options. Will Catalonia become independent in the foreseeable future? If so, will it still be in the EU? If your company set up there now and the region became a different country, would that affect your business? One could ask the same questions, of course, about other regions of Europe where there are strong independence movements like Scotland. But for now, Barcelona is definitely in Spain and there are lots of attractive reasons for setting up there, perhaps especially for service sector companies. Here's my conversation with Francesc Miron. Okay, I'm with Francesc Miron from Barcelona, the Economic Policy and Local Development section of Barcelona Council. Um, You're here promoting Barcelona as the next business destination. Tell me why, Francesc. I think it's it's the moment, it's the right to tell the British community that things are happening in the other part of Europe that they don't want to miss. I think that we are here to show that we are closer than they expect. Those are my thoughts, but the real thing is that we have deployed a landed platform called Barcelona International Welcome, which is a one-stop shop for businessmen, for people, for entrepreneurs, for people, for individuals that would be interested on having a Barcelona experience, moving on and using our city as a laboratory to make the ideas come through. So I'm here to tell them that we have the means to help them uh, go global. That sounds like an interesting and original concept. Um, you say platform, exactly right. what do you mean? Tell me some it is. It is, uh, it is built under a website that has it's artificial intelligence that learns with the users. Uh, it asks questions and provides assistance to people that want to move on to Barcelona, you know, with their legal uh, procedures, due diligence, uh, relocation, looking for a job, incorporating a new company. All the answers that you might have at the very beginning will be found and easily explain through the platform. And after that, when they register in the system, they will receive a newsletter that will keep them posted on the process of their, uh, let's say, search mm-hmm. and six. What sorts of businesses do you think will be most attracted? Most of the, of the service-oriented businesses that are very common here in London and in the, in the UK uh, could fit in, uh, in Barcelona's booming ecosystems. But uh, we want to stress the idea of those entrepreneurs that are thinking about opening a startup in a co-working, using a co-working space, you know, working, you know, with other partners somewhere else around the world. They are thinking about having some kind of international recognition, uh, looking for uh, an opportunity for them to make themselves being accessible to the rest of people. So we tell them the messages come 
over and use the city of Barcelona as a landing and a takeoff platform for you. And we have all the means and all the instruments that will help you. How do they pay us? Because that is the tricky thing. <laughs> you know, I represent the city of Barcelona and, and my services are free of charge. All of them, mm-hmm. 100%. So to answer that question, it's very simple. They have to create jobs in my city. By, sure. by creating, incorporating in Barcelona, they will have to hire, contract, work with, uh, with the locals and, you know, knit between each other and it's a strength, make the, the ecosystem even more, you know, uh, competitive. That's why I'm here. They pay us with that. Absolutely. Um, and is the message getting through? Is it successful? I've seen uh, some changes between uh, 2016 till now. You know, we were getting more visitors in the previous editions, but people that have, they were just sneaking around, looking for uh, ideas, getting, trying to get inspired. This edition, what we see is less visitors, but people with more solid ideas, with a strong wills to move on, and very opinionated about what's going on in Europe and with the determination to make things happen. A lot of listeners to this podcast are actually based outside Europe, lots of them from the United States and from other parts of the world. And I know when I've been to Barcelona looking at businesses, it's, uh, uh, it's obviously proved an attractive destination for um, US companies coming in as a base for Europe. Is that a particular focus of yours? Well, the U.S. companies have uh, a strong presence in the, in, in the city of Barcelona. There's, according to our last statistics, the figures provided by the American Chamber of Commerce in Spain, about half of the U.S. companies with a, with a presence in, the, in the Spain, in the kingdom of Spain, they are located in the city of Barcelona. And the other half, most of them, they are located in Madrid. So it is, it is a, it's between Madrid and Barcelona, Americans, the Brits, in, uh, on the contrary, they have a strong presence in, um, in the city of Barcelona. No, it's important to say that uh, the, the British Chamber of Commerce was founded in Barcelona originally in 1908, before the Great War, and it has stayed there till now, although it has expanded around you know, Spain and Portugal. And the, traditionally, the city of Barcelona has always been a gateway for international investors, for companies, and this, the, the presence of uh, international chamber of commerce, delegations, consulates, is only comparable with another city that is not a capital of the state, which is San Francisco. That is something very remarkable. In Europe, there is a city that is not a, cap- a capital of a state, a sovereign state, that has a larger uh, number of international delegations, only comparable with another city in the United States. And that's a really, really interesting comparison. Uh, Francesc, thank you very much for talking with me today on the Growth Through International Expansion podcast. Thank you very much. Finally, for this episode, and moving a few hundred kilometers north of Barcelona, I'm switching country to France and to the city of Toulouse. That's another big city with a lot of attractions. From the business viewpoint, it's perhaps best known as the headquarters of Airbus. The city is motivated to attract international business, both to grow the wealth of the city, but also to boost employment. And it's perhaps a destination that's equally attractive to industrial and service sector companies. At the exhibition, I met and talked with their representative, Caitlin Champion. 
So I'm with Caitlin Champion of Invest in Toulouse, who's going to tell us why Toulouse. But can you start, first of all, Caitlin, by telling us where Toulouse is for the benefit of our audience who don't know? Yeah, absolutely. So Toulouse is in the southwest part of France, uh, not too far from the Spanish border, directly between the Mediterranean and the Atlantic Ocean. Okay, and why invest in Toulouse? What's special about Toulouse? So one, the thing that Toulouse is probably knows, most well known for is it's the aeronautics and aerospace capital of Europe. So actually 25% of all European workforce is in Toulouse. So, right. Yeah. Of course, it's where Airbus is headquartered, right? Yeah, it's where Airbus is headquartered in the National Center for Space Studies. So kind of like French NASA also is present there, as well as uh, Talis, which is another major aeronautics company. So what sorts of businesses are you trying to attract to Toulouse? Just ones in the aeronautics sector or others as well? So not necessarily aerospace and aeronautics, but the, because of the presence of that industry, it's actually um, unlocked the development of other industries, particularly in mobility and also in health. So what we've actually seen is a lot of the space technologies have been adapted for the use in the medical sector, particularly in uh, imagery and also in surgical simulations. So yes, we want to attract more space companies, anything that has disruptive technology in new space and what have you, but not just. What's so attractive about Toulouse compared to say other cities in France? I think, well, off the bat, the, the cost of living and the cost of salaries for employers is much lower than in other parts of France. And it still is the fourth biggest city, so you still have a big city vibe. Um, it's the second university city in France as well, but it's number one in terms of student retention. So the, the city has managed to keep the talent that it's creating. We're also number one in France and also top ranking in Europe for R&D expenditure. So it's the city with the highest concentration of researchers in France. Very good. And are there any incentives to move there or? Yeah, uh, the French government actually heavily subsidizes anything to do with R&D. So it's the, the R&D tax credit is really second to none in Europe. And that said, because our city spends so much in R&D, there's lots of incentives to go there and take root. And uh, the, the ecosystem is really open to working with newcomers, particularly if they have a technology that's complementary to something they're already doing. They really want to work together to co-develop new concepts. That's really interesting. I hope you find a lot of people interested in moving to Toulouse. Caitlin, thank you very much for talking to me. Thank you for having me. That's it for this episode. If you'd like to know more about La Carolina, Barcelona or Toulouse, you'll find links and contact details on the page that accompanies this podcast on growinternational.org or, of course, on the Grow International app. I know we've only scratched the surface of this topic. There are lots of other cities and regions out there in Spain, France and other countries, all with different attributes to attract foreign direct investment. If you'd like some thoughts on other places, get in touch with me. I'd be happy to help where I can or point you in the right direction for good independent advice. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you.